Good morning. My name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors here at the church, and we're very excited to have all of you with us on this Sunday morning. Um, this summer at the movies morning when we are walking through the movies of uh, Disney. I would say Walt Disney, but uh, most of these movies, I think with the exception of one uh, that we will be doing, we're way after his time. Um, but uh, I, I'm just a big Disney fan, so I was very excited to, to bring Disney movies this summer. I've been wanting to do it for a few years, and, uh, and I was excited this year. And in this movie in particular, um, I wanted to do because it's a story about my family. Um, we're all superheroes. I don't, I don't know if I've ever revealed that to you. My secret identity um, is a pastor by day, um, and then I'm actually a superhero um, on my off hours. Thanks, Tori. But really, honestly, I am. I am a superhero. I have some amazing, incredible powers that dwell inside of me that if I just unleash them could change the world problem is a lot of times I get nervous about that. A lot of times I don't trust myself. I don't trust the, the knowledge that I have that tells me I am a superhero. A lot of times I, I let the world tell me otherwise. I let the world put me down, condemn me for the powers that I have. And so a lot of times I don't use them. I keep my glasses on. I remain Clark Kent instead of busting out with my Tights and cape, which nobody wants to see. This movie, The Incredibles, is about superheroes. It's a family of superheroes that, that something terrible goes wrong in their life and they're not allowed to use their powers anymore. And it's a struggle through the rest of it. They end up, if you've seen the movie, coming glorious, you know, because they, they are needed once again and they bring out their superhero powers and they save the world. But, but in this clip we're about to watch, it's... It, it's the beginning of the movie, and it's the downfall. It's a guy who has superheroes, and he's trying to do the right thing, but it, it just doesn't go his way. Let's watch this clip. We're superheroes. What could happen? 
In a stunning turn of events, a superhero is being sued for saving someone who apparently didn't want to be saved. The plaintiff, Oliver Sansweet, who was foiled in his attempted suicide by Mr. Incredible, has filed suit against the famed superhero in Superior Court. Mr. Sansweet didn't ask to be saved. Mr. Sansweet didn't want to be saved. And the injury received from Mr. Incredible's actions, so-called, causes him daily pain. Hey, I saved your life. You didn't save my life. You ruined my death. That's what the... Listen, my quiet is no further comment at this time. Five days later, another suit was filed by the victims of the L-Train accident. Incredible's court losses cost the government millions. And opened the floodgates for dozens of superhero lawsuits the world over. It is time for their secret identity to become their only identity. Time for them to join us or go away. Under tremendous public pressure and the crushing financial burden of an ever-mounting series of lawsuits, the government quietly initiated the Superhero Relocation Program. The Supers would be granted amnesty from responsibility for past actions in exchange for the promise to never again resume hero work. Where are they now? They are living among us. Average citizens, average heroes, quietly and anonymously continuing to make the world a better place. What happens when a society gets to the point that doing the right thing gets you in trouble? I mean, essentially, that's what was happening with Mr. Incredible, is he was saving these people's lives, and yet he was getting in trouble for it, and people turned against him. Doing the right thing sometimes comes with a cost. Doing the right thing and, and following in a path that has been laid out for you sometimes comes with pain and with suffering. If you look at the life of Jesus Christ, the true superhero of the world, it is clearly laid out that his life while doing the right thing was nothing but painful and suffering. And yet, he continued on to fulfill what he needed to do. In Matthew, if you have your Bibles, open up to Matthew chapter 10. Jesus is sending the 12 apostles out. He's got them all together. He's sending them out. He's giving them some instructions. And he says this in verse 22. And everyone will hate you because of your allegiance to me. All right, listen to that. This is like win one for the Gipper, right? He's got Notre Dame in the locker room. They're down. He's got to come in and pump them up. And he's like, go out there and everyone's going to hate you. Go get them. But those who endure to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one town, flee to the next. I assure you that I, the Son of Man, will return before you've reached all the towns of Israel. A student is not greater than the teacher. A servant is not greater than the master. The student shares the teacher's fate. The servant shares the master's fate. And since I, the master of the household, have been called the prince of demons, how much more so will it happen to you, the members of the household? But don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything will be revealed. All that is secret will be made public. What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ears, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Jesus is rallying his troops, and he's sending them out. And what he says is, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Look what they've done to me. They're going to do even more so to you. Go get them. I mean, in the great speeches of all time, the great rallying, Ronald Reagan, tear down that wall. The great, this, you know, 
It's kind of lacks something, doesn't it? It kind of lacks that fire, that, that ability for somebody to go, yeah, let me go out there and be persecuted. Yes. But that's, that's what he's saying. You're going to save someone's life and they're going to hate you because of it. Huh. That's an interesting message to hear. And yet later on when he is going back to be with his father, what does he say? Go out into the entire world and tell people about me. Here's where I become a superhero. All power and authority under heaven and earth are given to me. Now go into the world and I will be with you. See, I got the power of God dwelling inside of me. I have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me. I'm a superhero because God makes me a superhero. Now here's the thing. What am I going to do about it? Because quite honestly, when you go out into the world and you're wearing the cross of Christ or you're you're walking around and, and people know you're a Christian and you want to go into a community and you want to say, Jesus Christ loves you. I don't care where you are in this world, what you're doing in this world. Christ loves you. People don't always like to hear that. People don't always like to be saved. What that guy say? You didn't save my life. You ruined my death. And yet that didn't stop Christ from coming. That didn't stop Jesus Christ from coming to this earth and giving his life so that we may have ours. And it didn't stop him from sending us out either. I mean, look at what the apostles went through. Some of them were eventually executed for their beliefs and their superhero work. Most of them were jailed. Paul was stoned. And let me tell you what stoning is. We've talked about it in here a long time ago, but stoning isn't what you would see today where they, you know, they line you up and they all throw rocks at you. No, stoning was you were being thrown over a cliff about 25, 30 feet. That didn't kill you. Then they would drop stones, not just little pebbles, rocks on you from that height. This happens to Paul. And what does Paul do? Paul survives. And what does he do? He gets up and he goes back to the town that just stoned him. He's like, you, want to be, you can't handle me. I have Jesus Christ dwelling inside of me, buddy. And you're going to hear about his love. You can do what you want to me, but I am coming back because I'm a superhero. And we don't go away quietly. I grew up all over the, the country. I think I've given my list a few times. I, mostly it was in the south, but I've lived in the northeast and the Midwest and different places in California. And one thing I, I, I have learned is not everyone in this country is as polite as southern people are. Um, if you're not a southerner, if you're here by the grace of God, then you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, people that are in the northeast and in California, um, they just aren't, you know, they're not as polite. You know, I would introduce myself as Michael. Hi, my name's Michael. And immediately go, hey, Mike, how you doing? What transpired in the nanosecond that I said, Michael, and in your mind that you decided you were so lazy that you couldn't get the goal out, you know, because calling me Mike just kind of bugs me. Except for David Minixi, he calls me Mike, whatever. He's my boss, so he can do it. But the rest of you people now, take notice. My name is Michael. I got a nickel. My mom used to tell me to sing that to people. And I was like, yeah, I get beat up. Thanks. And called Mike isn't bad enough. So, I mean, these people just, you know, they, they change your name right off the bat. And then there are many times, I remember many instances, where I would say, yes, ma'am, to someone. 
and get yelled at. Yes, ma'am. Why are you calling me ma'am? Because my dad used to beat me if I didn't say it. I, I don't know. Not really. Hold the door open for somebody and they get offended. These things happen in other parts of the country. Down here, you hold the door open and you say, oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. It's just kind of expected. Women down here feel entitled because we've made them feel that way. You are. But sometimes doing the right thing, sometimes doing a nice thing, sometimes going along a path that the world maybe doesn't stand for, you get in trouble, you get berated, you get condemned. You know, Daryl mentioned that we opened a coffee shop a couple of weeks ago, and, and we have not hidden the fact that we're a church. If anybody ever asks us, are you one of the owners? Yeah, actually, we're owned by 5,300 people. Wow, what are the profits like? Here's a half a cent for you. Um, and, and then people, what? Well, we're part of a church. We don't hide that fact. We don't broadcast it. We don't walk in and people walk in and go, hey, Jesus loves you. What can I get you? But we're there because God's called us to be there. Now, we haven't had a negative response to that yet that I know of. Have we had a negative response to that, Robin? No. But I know we'll get one. At some point, we're going to find that one person who does not like Christians because of what we've done in the past. And they're going to find out that we're a church operating this coffee shop here in their neighborhood. And we're, they're going to think that we're trying to change them. And they like who they are just, the way, just fine. You know, we're, we're going to sweep in and try to save their life. And they're going to yell at us and say, you ruined my death. But that's not going to stop us. That's not going to stop us from going down, continually going down in there and loving people the way Christ did. I've been thinking about this a lot because because of our just movement into this Monta Vista area and and opening up a coffee shop and some of the conversations that have already been had there and, and some of the interactions that are going on. And it's just amazing to see the people from the community come in and come in on a regular basis and, and start to know us. And we know them. There's this couple, John and Diane. I remember it because I always sing the song in my head. Here's a little story about Jack and Diane. But I have to remember it's John, not Jack. Um, but he gets an Americano, and she gets a regular drip coffee. They get a, a taco, and then they sit down, and they uh, call their friends and say, hey, we're at the coffee shop. It's great interaction. I saw him at Lowe's the other day. And we knew we knew each other, but we didn't know where we knew each other from until he showed up again at the coffee shop. And I went, ah, (laughs) my buddy John. I don't know where John stands in belief. I don't know if John is saved. I don't know if he knows Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, but I know John. And maybe it's not going to be this Tuesday morning when I'm there and John shows up or maybe next week. or. But I'm going to be there. And I'm going to use my superhero powers to try to tell him about the love of Christ. And he may eventually stop coming because of it. But it's not going to stop me from using my powers. I don't know how many times. Look, I'll be honest, and you all know my feelings about the church. I'm not a big fan of the church. We've done things wrong a lot in the past. And because of it, we've driven people off. I'm not saying our church. I'm saying the church. We've driven people off, and people won't step foot in a church because of an experience they once had. 
And we need to change that. And we can't be afraid that people are going to look at us a little differently because we believe in Jesus Christ and we love Jesus Christ. I have superhero powers. And if I hold them to myself and if I'm just Clark Kent for the rest of my life, I am failing God. God has called me to get in the phone booth and to rip off my shirt and to show who I am underneath. I am a child of God, saved by God, and people need to know that. We, Jenna and I just moved and we had, we've had a wonderful experience um, with some of the things that have gone on in the house and things that were discovered after the fact and um, it, our house was famous. We've been told by many people it was on flip this house. Um, and apparently they didn't flip it very well. But, uh, so, so we get in there and we find all these different things and, and I have to go get a, a permit and there's all these deed, uh, it was a foreclosure. Some investor from out of state had it and a bank foreclosed on them and the bank failed to transfer the deed into their name. So we come up to closing date and the guy, the title agency out of Houston, um, I'm a believer in Christ, so I can't talk bad about him. Um, he didn't figure out the whole deed situation until the day before we were supposed to close. Thanks for that. Um, and, you know, we've closed on our other house, and we've moved out, and we're like, hey, we're nomads. Bedouin, set up a tent, and we'll accept people into our home. Um, and so, you know, we're kind of a, a family without a house at the moment, and, and so they're trying to figure all of this stuff out. And I'm trying to get some plumbing work done in the house so that we can have, oh, I don't know, a bathroom. Uh, and so that Corbin can stick something down a toilet and flush it, you know, which would complete the whole act. Um, so I go to the Alamo Heights city office and, and I go in there and I tell this guy the story of what's going on. And he just sits there and look at me. And, and I was warned before I went in there, that this guy's hard to deal with. And I was like, okay. So I just go in there and I start telling this guy the situation and, and I tell him everything that's going on. I'm like, look, I know that the deed is in this guy's name. He doesn't own the house. The bank owns the house. We have bought the house from the bank. We're trying to get it done. I need to get a, you know, and all this stuff. And he looks at me and he goes, you are so patient. And generally, a lot of times what I'll say is, thanks. I was a fifth grade teacher. I had to be patient. But I just said this. I said, I'm a Christian. It comes with the territory. And he goes, well, it really shows. He couldn't have been nicer. He couldn't have been more helpful in getting everything done. And I just felt like I needed to tell him. Because, you know, a lot of times I cover up. If you know who I am, you know what I believe and you know where I stand. But if you don't know me, you might not always know that I'm a superhero. Man, we got to walk around in our capes and our tights and let the world know who we are. we got to walk around and not be afraid to come out of our shell and say, I believe in Jesus Christ. The reason I let you cut in front of me and I didn't give you the finger is because I believe in something better. The reason that I held the door open for you isn't because my dad thumped me on the head until I got it when I was a kid. It's because I believe that you are a child of God. And it took me 30 seconds, so let me help you out. I'm one of those people, I don't know if you're crazy, if I get incorrect change back, like too much change, I tell them. If people don't charge me for something, I get the bill or something, and they haven't charged me, I let them know. 
I'm like, idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. But because I, I think that's what I should do. Because I'm held to a higher standard. Because I have these superhero abilities. I need to live my life in such a way that I stand out. Yeah, I still live my life. I mean, I don't walk around and, and you know, use my powers at all times. But I'm ready to. Last night, my wife and I had uh, a wonderful opportunity to go out and to have dinner without any ah, coming along with us. Um, I love my son. I do. Uh, he put my slipper on my foot this morning while I was in bed. It was great. Uh, I, just, I hear this. But y'all kids know what I'm talking about. And so we have this wonderful night out and uh, we went to a, a restaurant where uh, I had a Bible study for a while and, and uh, the waitress knows who I am and she knows me. So she came and, and waited on us and we were talking to her again and Jenna asked her to come to church this morning. So I said, you know, why don't you come? Her sister is in town. Great. Bring your sister. So I don't know if she, she's not here right now and I don't, I don't see her and I don't know if she's going to come to the 11 o'clock service, but wasn't that hard to do. Jesus Christ asks us, those of us who have accepted that gift of salvation, those of us who have taken on the superhero persona, to live our lives in such a way that people may know about him. Let's start doing it. Let's start being the incredible family. Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, use your superhero powers to bring people to Jesus Christ because that is the best thing you could ever, ever, ever do for them. Share the love of Christ and be a superhero. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you that you are a God of power and might, that you are a God who is so incredibly powerful you are able to give each one of us superhero abilities. Lord, we know that that power comes from you. Help us to use it. Help us to use it to share the love of Christ with all that we come into contact with. To not be afraid of who we are as a child of God. But to let people know. To let people know where we stand. To let people know about the love of Christ. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.